0: Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknett. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. Howdy, beast slayers. Welcome again to the Migraine Miracle Moment. In today's episode, I will be answering a question from a recent Clinic Chat Live discussion. This one is about whether there are any supplements that can be taken to relieve a migraine attack. Uh, again, this question is an excerpt from uh, a recent Clinic Chat Live session with our Migraine Everland members that we do over Zoom. And if you're interested in taking part in these, as well as being able to submit questions for them, you can learn more about becoming a member at mymigrainemiracle.com. Along with being able to attend all of the uh, clinic chat live sessions, there's a whole host of resources there for helping you to put the Migraine Miracle Program into action to slay the beast once and for all. One of the things that we talk about quite a bit with our members are all of the strategies that we have amassed over the years for uh, both preventing and ending uh, an attack that doesn't involve a prescription medication um, since our members are all interested in ways of taking fewer and fewer of those and no longer relying on them. And we even have a section entitled Ninja Tricks for breaking rebound headache inside of our Beast Slayer Training Academy. Also, we run periodic promotions for Migrant Neverland membership for our podcast listeners. So if you want to see what the latest promotion is for you right now, you can head to MyMigraineMiracle.com forward slash moment. And speaking of relying less and less on prescription medications, I want to share a recent success quote that came from Lisa inside of our Migraine Neverland member Facebook group. Lisa says, Morning. I just wanted to share something incredible that happened to me. Yesterday was the first time in at least six years I've been struggling with migraines for 30 years when I didn't have to take a triptan, As I didn't get a migraine. I didn't wake with one and I didn't go to bed with one. I usually need to take 40 to 80 milligrams plus at least eight panadol and ibuprofen daily just to function. And even then it still lingers. It's been a tough couple of weeks learning and implementing lifestyle change, but I know I can do this. Yesterday was just so incredible for me. I'm extremely grateful for finding this new way of life and looking forward to the continued journey. So thank you. All right, so thanks again, Lisa, for sharing your wonderful success. I know there are many people out there who can relate to your story, and I know that there are better and better days ahead for you. All right, and now without further delay, here is the excerpt from our recent clinic chat. Carol asks, are there any supplements you would recommend as an abortive? I know you have the 11 drug-free ways document, which is great and the two-part supplement episodes, but I don't see anything on abortive supplements. For example, would White Willow, Fever Fuse, CBD work as an abortive, or others? Um, thanks to you, I'm doing great with my migraines, but they still sometimes happen. Um, Alright, so um, pretty much um, everything that I would consider to be helpful in um, accelerating the uh, demise of a Uh, existing migraine attack is included in the guide outside of pharmaceuticals. Um, The trouble here would be that most anything that worked um, in the form of a supplement um, would uh, carry, that worked as an abortive, would probably carry the same potential risk um, of rebound, Um, since it's kind of the same thing where anytime we kind of outsource uh, pain relief, we end up the body end up, ends up downregulating its own mechanisms for doing so. Um, now, the uh, only question, other question, would be in, in terms of is there a true role for uh, a supplement uh, in its actual kind of intended use, meaning supplementing, helping the body do something it's already trying to do, rather than you know trying to use it more as, as a medicinal effect. Um, in that regard, there's some evidence. For using magnesium uh, in that particular in that particular way, um, that came from the recognition that in some cases of migraines you see a drop in magnesium levels, uh, especially in the spinal fluid, and that led to the um, that led to the whole kind of idea of using magnesium for migraines. Um, and there are some studies where it's used as an abortive. Um, typically intravenously or by injection, and um, some of those are positive and promising. Um, Clinically, I haven't found it to be as successful, Um, but it'd be something that could be reasonable to try. You know, it's conceivable if you are one of those folks where levels drop, that taking a supplement um, to help with that could be beneficial. So. Um, that would be the only other thing, sort of in the realm of supplements, to consider um, trying. At least at this point in time, to my knowledge. And one other question here from Julia. I have just started the program, and I'm doing well with the diet part. Um, let's see. I've I read keto for migraines. And now I'm now in my fourth week. I'm struggling when I do have the occasional migraine with kicking the triptans. I have school-aged kids and find that without abortive meds, I cannot function due to pain, uh, nausea, vomiting, and so forth. Um, I have tried the salted water and keeping my head of bed up at night, um, also the starve in sink, but eventually end up taking an abortive med due to the amount of time I am non-functional due to migraine pain. How do those of you get through this if your pain and nausea basically makes you uh, non-functional for a whole day or multiple days? I'm very motivated to kick these triptans to the curb, but to be honest, um, the thought of how long the pain and nausea vomit might last scares me. I am taking the magnesium and B2 and walking every day, making sure to get eight hours of sleep. I do take three milligrams of melatonin at bedtime because I read a study that touted its benefits for migraine prevention. All right, I would just love to know how people get through this stage to the other side. All right, first of all, uh, we totally get it. Many of us, uh, maybe probably most of us, have been there in this exact situation um, and certainly can sympathize a lot with this particular predicament. Um, And, you know, all that we can do is try to make the, t- the best decision we can make at any point. And again, I've said this before, but that's my main reason for sort of talking about the, the downsides of the abortive medications. Um, a few things that come to mind here. Um, first, again, the most important thing is that you're able to make an informed decision. Um, that includes, you know, the fact that the abortives uh, help in the short term but uh, make us more vulnerable over the long term. And that's not saying, you know, that doesn't mean never take them. It just uh, just means that's a factor in when you're weighing the decision, an important factor to consider when you're weighing um, a decision of whether to take one or not, and which one to take. So, you know, I saw so many people over the years who, you know, took them not really with any awareness that there could be any downsides, um, and so we're you know taking them always at the first sign uh, because that's what they were told to do, and of course you know that led to years of chronic migraines and this getting stuck in the the cycle that we don't want people to get stuck into. So you know simply by having that awareness, I, I think that situation is going to be prevented. Um, which is kind of like priority one. Um, Second, and I think that uh, I think Jenny may have put a link to some other podcast episodes where I talked to some uh, interviews with with other folks who had had very similar experiences and kind of how they got through that through it, um, which is really probably the best thing, honestly, to, to do is to listen to those. Um, but as you probably heard, if you listen to those, you've heard multiple people say that getting through that first one without a medication was a huge turning point. Um, there seems to be a switch that kind of flips in people's minds once that happens or um you know many people it's it's easy to think that that's just not possible um you know and, and I, I know many of us kind of have been trained to think that the only way to end it you know is with is by taking something and then if you've done that if you've gotten through one you know once without taking something and kind of the whole world shifts and you sort of reevaluate, you know what what you thought was true and possible, um, and the third thing to think about here is that not all abortives are equal in terms of their rebound potential. Um, so, if you um, have listened to it uh, or seen it, um, I did the episode about the future migraine risk score, and there was a there's a PDF I put out about it, um, basically ranking sort of the the various abortives in terms of their rebound potential or the risk of, of leading to a future migraine. Um, and triptans are about as high as you can get uh, in terms of their rebound potential. Again, likely because they are migraine specific, which is also why they tend to work the best. Um, but uh, you know, there are other things that have a lower potential that you know if you're comparing one versus the other would be preferable. So things like uh, a long-acting anti-inflammatory like naproxen would be pre- preferable to a triptan from the perspective of rebound. So these sorts of things, you know, can can function as a bridge in some cases. Um, so, you know, whereas you're trading one for the other, uh, you know, maybe the ultimate goal of getting to where you're not needing any abortives, but this is, that's a step that could get you there. Um, so it's a, a, another example, too, I think, of um, where kind of all or nothing thinking, or, you know, a one size fits all, uh, approach to things can be harmful. You know, the perfect scenario sure would be never to have never to take anything, but again, you know, compared to taking a triptan, taking something like naproxen would be preferable. And if you're able to get through an attack, taking, you know, um, taking that when you would have instead used a triptan, which would confer, you know, higher vulnerability to future migraines. And that's a victory. That's a step in the right direction. And so, again, I think that's super important to keep in mind that we want to aim for progress rather than perfection. Um, and you know, if we aiming to keep making progress doesn't require that we're perfect; it just requires that we continue to try to take steps to get towards where we want to be. Um, it's also this sort of thing highlights to me why it's so important. Um, that people are, have the knowledge needed to make the best decisions for themselves at any moment, and why I'm very reluctant to give hard and fast absolute rules about anything, because so many things depend on context, um, even though people like hard and fast absolute rules. Um, but my goal is to teach people the, found, the most important principles so that they, and, and understand how they're applied so that they can apply them to their own specific circumstances because, um, you are always going to be the expert on you. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Miracle Moment. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your podcast player of choice. And if you know any fellow migraine sufferers, please feel free to share it with them as well. And now it's time to go out and slay the beast.